I'm going to talk about the oil market at the moment because energy is quite a, a fascinating thing at the moment because a lot's been going on and obviously we're seeing this crash in oil prices and I want to explain what's gone on and also what I think is going to happen next and why. So I think that oil demand started to taper off when we had the the trade war between uh, the US and China and then uh, as part of phase one of the, the trade war or the trade deal sorry uh, China agreed to, to buy a lot more US crude which was going to increase their their purchases from the US by a, a massive amount I, I think that that was a strategic thing because at the moment if you if you are the US China is buying crude off of a lot of your enemies in the, in the Middle East um, with Saudi Arabia as a clear exception to that, uh, but the U.S. is is trying to get some more influence uh, in the global oil market. But then you had this coronavirus. So OPEC agreed; they convened and they agreed. Do you know what this this trade war is causing? Less oil demand, so we need to do something, or basically the oil prices are going to come off, and we don't want that. No one wants that right now, and. And OPEC's become a bit of a permanent production cutter, which is a, a weird thing because demand is just going one way at the moment. It's just going down. And then obviously as we have this coronavirus outbreak in China, China effectively shuts down. And as I've said in a few podcasts before, China's a country, but it may as well be a continent. The amount of people, there's more people in China than the US and the Eurozone combined. So what happens in China is is absolutely massive to global prices. So we have this coronavirus and then OPEC and OPEC Plus, which is uh, OPEC Plus other members such as Russia, they say, you know what, we, we need to meet up, we need to uh, discuss how we're going to manage this and balance the market because if you're OPEC, this is what people don't fully appreciate sometimes, if you're OPEC, you don't want sky-high oil prices because if 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 all uh, importing um, economies can't afford or are or are um, really struggling to import oil because it's over a hundred dollars per barrel, then it increases the propensity of innovation. People will just innovate. They'll they'll put so much research and development into electric vehicles and alternate energy sources that eventually oil won't be worth anything because we'll have other technologies uh, so OPEC don't want that to happen but they also don't want prices to go too low because if you're a non-OPEC member let's let's just say Brazil or Ango I know Angola's part of OPEC but let's just say it isn't part of OPEC or Nigeria's a, another candidate if you're Nigeria and I know that Nigeria again is part of OPEC but let's pretend it isn't if you're Nigeria about 90% of your revenue is oil derived. So if oil prices go to $20 per barrel, you need to make up that. You you need this money coming into your, your government coffers. So what do you do? You pump more. You have to pump more because you've got this oil. You, you're used to having higher revenues. You need to pump more. So you end up on this slippery slope where prices go down and supply increases because countries are... Um, some countries are so reliant on oil revenue that the only recourse they have in in a low priced environment is to pump more so OPEC want to balance the market and the way that I think that they do that is they look at the inventories around the world every every week the US 
officially post their inventory levels and if you're OPEC you're keeping an eye on that because you want to slowly draw down on on inventories so that the price is supported so they have this meeting and OPEC are, a lot of sources are coming out of the meeting it was a three-day meeting this last week and OPEC come out and they say we want to cut production by 1.5 million barrels per day but we're only going to do it if Russia gets on board and then sources come out of the meeting saying Russia is only on board for rolling over existing cuts. They don't want any deeper cuts. And then on the Friday, obviously, it comes out that uh, Russia has, uh, has, has walked away from the deal. They don't want any further cuts. And then um, the price of oil crashes off. And then over the weekend, it's announced that Saudi Arabia are going to flood the market in April. And the oil price gaps down and... I think at one stage it was down about 21% in one day, which is, a, 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 I think, the biggest crash in oil prices in a single day since 1991. So we've had some massive things happen in the oil market over the past week. And I think that Saudi Arabia have done this for a reason, because they, they are a massive producer, they're a low-cost producer, them and Iran are very low cost but the thing is with Saudi Arabia again they're so reliant on oil revenues they need higher prices to balance their their uh, government budgets <clears throat> so what they've done is they said okay Russia if you don't want to agree so that everyone wins then uh, we're going to make sure everyone loses and we're going to go for market share the reason the reason why I'm going to digress a little bit the reason why Russia is so against cutting further is uh, Rosneft, I'm not sure if I've said that right, they're, they're one of uh, Russia's biggest producers and from what I've heard the CEO has had <coughs> meetings over the years, over the last three years with uh, Putin, Putin and he said look I'm not happy about these cuts, I'm not happy about these cuts and Russian majors, major oil producers, they don't want to cut because the thing is if they cut production... <coughs> What happens is they lose market share to U.S. shale producers. U.S. shale producers can produce um, a lot of oil, but they've got quite high costs. So if Russia starts to turn the taps down, prices are supported, it helps these U.S. shale producers. <clears throat> and Russia doesn't want to lose market share to the Americans. So Russia's walked away from this, uh, this deal. Saudi Arabia's come out and said, well, do you know what? If, if you're not going to agree, then we're all going to lose and we're going to compete for market share. So they're flooding the market right now. Now what this does is a few things. <coughs> Excuse me. When oil prices go to around $30 per barrel or sub $30 per barrel, everyone knows that, that prices don't stay that low for that long. So a lot of Im importing nations, what they do is they take advantage and they fill up their storage. And this is why, this is my first reason, the first point I want to make is that I don't think you're going to have this massive rapid recovery in oil prices. Maybe we do, but this is a theory to say we shouldn't because if OPEC do come back to the table and renegotiate, then prices go up, but demand shouldn't go up that quickly because everyone will start to draw down on their storage first. The other thing that I want to say is that Saudi Arabia have come out and sort of punished everyone. They've said, right, let's flood the market. We're going to compete for market share. 
yes, the prices are going to go low. And I think that what the reason why they've done that is to sort of shock the market. And by doing so, if they do this for a couple of months, it will force Russia back to the negotiation table and Russia should come out and say, do you know what? Okay, we'll do some cuts. We'll, we'll do something because we don't want these prices being as low. Um, it doesn't help any of the oil producers to have oil prices this low. So it's a no-brainer. Let's go back. Let's renegotiate. So it's Saudi Arabia's way of forcing Russia's hand, I think. Let's shock the market. We'll take a bit of short-term pain for a better, a longer-term future. And I think that's the, <coughs> excuse me, that's the strategy that Saudi Arabia have come up with. The other thing that this does is that, as I mentioned before, the US shale producers are, are higher cost than the Middle East and they've got higher cost than Russia. So with oil prices at around $30 per barrel, a lot of these, uh, these wells are loss making. However, I've, I read the, I'm a bit reluctant to, to put a number on it because I've read different sources and everyone doesn't agree on the numbers, but there's a, a significant um, percentage of US shale producers that have already agreed their their a price for their oil so they basically hedged their oil for the next couple of months so even though the price of oil has gone down to well when I left the office it was $35.5 per barrel they could be getting closer to 47 or whatever because they've already forward hedged so they've made a deal with their buyers to take the oil for $47 a barrel or whatever so <coughs> A lot of these companies won't become insolvent yet, um, which means as well that oil prices could go lower. And I think that what we will see is we will see oil prices back to around $27 per barrel. Even if it goes there for a day or two, I think that we will see in the short term, we will see prices fall again and oil will be $27 per barrel. That's what I believe. And... Uh, the reason for that is because when we've had low oil prices before, we've had supply issues. OPEC had a disagreement before, and Saudi Arabia flooded the market. I think it, I can't remember when it was, 2014 or 15, something like that. It's happened before, but here we've got this weird situation where there's a lot of economies around the world that are basically shutting down. Airlines are, are, are cutting their flights. Uh, the US has just announced yesterday a 30-day travel ban uh, for any European flights. So demand has just fallen. It's collapsed. Demand for oil has collapsed. And at the same time, we've got major producers flooding the market. So oil is being squeezed. It's being squeezed in the, in the way that demand is unfavorable for oil and supply is unfavorable for the oil price as well, both at the same time. And that doesn't happen too often. And this is why I think from a, a fundamental point of view, I think that prices could go to previous lows of around $27 per barrel. Having said that, <coughs> I think that the oil, um, the oil sector as such is quite depressed. Um, and I think that if prices do go to uh, below 30, if share prices of Royal Dutch Shell and BP start to go down even more, I think it'd be an excellent buying opportunity because I don't see oil prices staying this low for this long or for that long. I think they might be low this summer, but I think that especially as uh, the US and China start to make more trade between the two economies, I think demand will go back up, things will normalise. I think that 
The other thing to consider is the dollar's quite strong at the moment. What if the dollar weakens? That'll push oil up as well. I think that there could be a lot more central bank activism, so a lot more capital flowing around the world. It's going to go into commodities, um, and oil was obviously going to be a beneficiary of that. So I don't see oil prices staying below $30 per barrel for long. I don't think many people do. So I think that any, any opportunity to buy BP share price or one of the oil producers around the world um, when oil prices are below $30 per barrel, I think is a massive opportunity. Uh, just a quick note is I'm an author of two books. One is an international selling book called Investment, Economics and Risk. The other one I've just published uh, a few weeks ago and it's called The Economics of Entrepreneurship. So if you can check those out, you're available from Amazon.